Tokyo's top moments. Now, this is a great yarn. So five years ago in Rio, you might remember the Netherlands cyclist Annemiek van Vluten suffered one of the most horrific bike crashes you'll ever see, about 12 k's to go in the women's road race. Her tyres locked up around a turn. She flipped over the handlebars, fractured her back in three places. Uh, and so she was back, uh, I guess, looking for redemption in Tokyo. Uh, she got to the end of the 137-kilometre women's road race earlier this week and celebrated as if she'd won. And that was only because <laughs> only because the actual actual winner was so far ahead everyone forgot she was still in the race so she got a silver there uh, but then she's finally got a gold medal on day five winning the women's road time trial and look she was absolutely dominant winning that race by more than a minute which in a time trial on the road massive and when you're uh, gone through that acute abar- embarrassment uh, toddy of uh, thinking you've won but you haven't quite that's a nice way to redeem yourself oh, oh look you know even though it was a silver medal and then a gold medal uh, day five you know it, it, they're the stories there's what makes the olympics in this case it's Dutch, but you know, you can't not as an athlete look at that and think five years of hard work, even though you could have given it up and you kept going. By the way, the dream team bouncing back, uh, we thought as much, but uh, let's be honest, they're playing uh, against Iran 120 to 66. Some of the names involved, Devin Booker, I think, played in the NBA finals just a, a week or so ago, picked up 16 points. Uh, five other players uh, in double figures there, including Jason Tatum as well. Uh, Damien Lillard with 21, so uh, a regulation victory for them, but uh, still question marks over how serious the dream team are. You would have crossed paths at some point with them. Well, I saw them in the food hall one well, day. I'll ask uh, you about that. They, they, they oh, man mountains uh, back then, but they actually didn't stay in the village. Uh, that they, 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 they stayed in the hotel, yeah. No, <laughs> we just saw him in the village one day. <laughs> and in the gymnastics, a fantastic result for the host nation. Japan's Daiki Hashimoto landed the gold medal in the all-round competition. Uh, he entered the final rotation in third place. Uh, you had China's Ruotang held a, a third of a point lead over the miracle man Nikita Nagorni, who recovered miraculously from a, a torn Achilles a couple of months ago. I don't even know how that's possible. Uh, and they were both you know, about a half a point ahead of Hashimoto, who scored 14.933 on the high bar in his last uh, apparatus to secure the gold. Remarkable achievement, but I have to ask this question to Todd, given Simone Biles. I'm not sure if you followed what's happening with her, and obviously she's pulled out of the team events and mental health being cited. Is it possible that she should, could back up and, and go in the individual next week? It's, it's a really fascinating story, a sad story, if in fact she is so beset by anxiety and nerves and, and all the pressure that's come along with being in her position, which is one of the most high-profile Olympians at the Games. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, she is a champion of the sport. You know, we are talking about the greatest. But she put her hand up and said, at this stage, I'm not ready. And, you know, this is the difference in terms of athletes now have the courage to be able to do that. And, and all I can do is applaud the efforts to say, OK, at this stage, I'm not ready. Whether she can go next week, don't know. But I tell you what, um, yeah, you got to applaud that she actually said, no, I can't do it. Well, here's a question for you. So in her presser yesterday, she talked about some of the factors that went into play. And one thing she said that stood out to me was she said that she'd read some tweets after her, the start of the competition and they really brought out those demons, caused them to resurface. Twitter wasn't even around when you were competing at the Olympics. How much do you reckon that has changed, I guess, the, the pressure and the expectation and the, and the second guessing that goes on in an athlete's head? How hard is it to tune it out? 
Uh, it's an enormous problem that I'm sure athletes have to deal with because social media wasn't. I mean, we're lucky if we had text messages back then sort of thing, a mobile phone. <laughs> Hang on, fact, wasn't, wasn't it hero yeah, faxes back yeah, then? Exactly. I enjoyed reading them, and they were hero faxes. At least you only got the positive ones. I didn't want to say the negative ones. But, yeah, look, you know, in, in itself uh, – what athletes and coaches and everyone have to go through is is pretty tough, and that certainly, um, you know, it's unfortunate she's uh, had that um, yeah lapse in in terms of reading those tweets. I, I always just say social media, you just got to forget about it. Come the games time, yep, yeah. So many young athletes and young people uh, are very much drawn and addicted to to looking at feedback, positive or negative, and that can be. Well, not great for your mental health. So that being said, uh, let's hope that Simone Biles finds a good space. We'd love to see her compete, but obviously her well-being is the top priority.